going to start off today um, with just talking about entrepreneurship um, as part of this two-month series of um, Fire and Ice podcast. One of the things that is very important about um, being an entrepreneur, you have to love what you are doing. It doesn't work if you're half in, half out. Um, the whole team, including your um, stability, suffers if you haven't sorted out what is it that you want to do and that you're really good at it. So uh, be advised that if you take on the entrepreneurship um, industry, you want to make sure that it's something that is proven that you will stick with. And the reason why that's important, um, statistically speaking, for black entrepreneurships, our success rate is not high enough, right? Um, anywhere between the first one to three years, we are over 60% of uh, going out of business. That's not a real good high um, rate for us to um, experience, especially if we're talking about building jobs in the black community, being able to employ black people to help to lessen the unemployment rate. So um, for all of you um, who are entrepreneurs or inspiring entrepreneurs, please think about what you're doing. Look at the longevity the hard work, the tenacity, and the perseverance that goes into entrepreneurship. And you have to know that every day is a challenge in terms of keeping the momentum flowing. So take the time out if you're not already in your entrepreneurship spirit and make sure you map out what you're going to do for the next three to five years to ensure that you have a good traction once you start in that industry. Over the last week, I have spoken to several entrepreneurs. Uh, one is in uh, car dealerships. One is in construction. And the other one actually is in recycling. Well, anywhere between those three companies, they have hired anywhere between 20 and 30 employees. That's when you know that you can change people's lives by bringing them in, giving them a job. And what's really important about jobs is that you're actually on the job training. You're training new skills and new industries that perhaps you never thought of before. So I would challenge anyone who have a business or want to expand their business into entrepreneurship. It is a very good thing to do if you have the capacity to do so, uh, the finances, because it takes money to expand a business. And if you have the vision of changing the unemployment rate in and throughout the black community. I will commend you on hiring black and making sure that you are in a position to train them in those skills to make them a very 
good employee for you and for the future and beyond. Um, Oftentimes you hear that there are entrepreneurs in the black community. There are, but there are so few that they're hard to find. It is um, interesting that we want to spend black, but we have to find black businesses to spend black. Um, We have to find black restaurants. We have to find black clothing stores. We have to find black builders if we're thinking about building a home because there are so few. However, you hear that all the institutions are open to help black people to become entrepreneurs, whether it's um, starting from the basics and building every skill all the way through the process, including business plans, including license, including marketing and advertisement, including just knowing where your clientele's are or targeted marketing, all of these things. And, of course, your financial plan and your team to implement or execute your business. So with that being said, I think maybe we don't have enough people in the black community who are willing to go into entrepreneurship. And that lends itself to another question. Do we prefer working for other people more than working for ourselves to build jobs in our own community? And we noticed that most of us are on jobs that either pay below living wage or have a dead-end future. There's no real um, continuation in terms of who we are, who, we, who should we be in the job market. And Today, I would like to get into it and talk about some businesses and what they have done to stay afloat in order to be um, an entrepreneur in their community. Thank you. Yes, this is a podcast that I think that is really necessary to get people ready to go into entrepreneurship. Or if you're in entrepreneurship, you will sit down and and map out what is your commitment and your dedication to the process. Uh, Entrepreneurship can change communities. It can change uh, individual lives. Uh, It can actually uplift uh, your surroundings or your environment if done in a... um, in a professional and intentional way. So I also like to remind you that all uh, the platforms out there, you can hear Fire and Ice podcasts. So please, I would like for you to join uh, WMNF 88.5 
FM HD2 and get involved in the podcast, the Fire and Ice podcast, as we um, go through how we can improve our community, how we can look into the future and make it better through uh, economic development, through um, kindness, humanity, and to um, uplift our children and give them what they need. And this is for everyone, everybody, please, so chime in. Um, But the black community has specific problems, and we are trying to overcome those problems, and it will take action and dedication to do so, along with funding, um, understanding the institutions out there for money lending, and also to have a a viable workforce that can uh, take care of themselves and be able to live a happy, long, and prosperous life. So I'm going to get into some of the um, discoveries of entrepreneurship over the last week. What I did, I went out and I wanted to look at the Tri-City um, Tampa Bay, meaning St. Petersburg, Tampa, and Clearwater. And I wanted to know um, what is out there that's been documented that has possibly been put into magazines and Tampa uh, business uh, to support that we have a growing community of black businesses and that these black businesses actually have employees. So Black-owned Tampa Bay business, um, I went to Instagram, I went to Facebook, um, I went to a couple of other um, known platforms to see if I could identify um, the Black-owned businesses. And one of the main ones that I went to, the Green Book. The Green Book is supposed to be, everyone knows the history of the Green Book, it was uh, back in the um, uh, before um, before it was back in segregation where black people could not go and sleep in hotels or go in public spaces without being uh, uh, victimized by um, white um, uh, I guess white supremacy or people that felt that blacks wasn't supposed to share their spaces. So there were a green book that was developed for safety reasons and survival for black families and black individuals that had to travel. So um, to avoid any um, to avoid any conflict with uh, white supremacy or to avoid being even hung or killed or burned or ran out of different cities, uh, the green book helped black families and individuals in regards of where to stay. So that name, Green Book, we still have it today. However, it actually highlights uh, black businesses. And it also tells you where to go as well, where to stay so that you will feel safe and you are actually invited but its main purpose is to elevate black businesses and to create an economy in those areas that black dollars can circulate in. And so 
these are just a few of the black businesses. Um, and there seem to be more food and clothing businesses than other um, industries that we uh, use on a daily basis, such as consumables or um, nutrition. Like I have been trying to find a black um, food store, supermarket, and which is pretty essential, uh, but we do not have one in the close proximity of these three tri-cities. So um, one of the top three businesses that um, in the food and drink that's located in the tri-city is 7th and Grove, um, Al's Finger Licking, Good Barbecue, and Ben and Jerry's. And that is the top three. It's not the only one that's in the book, but it's the top three of 25 black business owners. So you have 22 more of these food um, restauranteurs that you might want to look into, and you can go on, online and find more. But um, it is these people actually have employees, um, predominantly black employees. So you might want to keep your eyes out on how they do as an entrepreneur. And like last week, I spoke to Conan's Barbecue again. That's in Carver City, Tampa. That is a entrepreneur. Have anywhere between uh, fifteen to twenty employees. That's when they're uh, changing lives and improving the uh, the individuals that work there, quality of life, and they pay um, living wages. So keep in mind that. We are trying to do better. We're trying to expand, and therefore we do need participants to go to these areas. And arts, culture, fashion, and retail. Um, in the green book, I found um, 14, and I just listed the top three that are businesses and that have entrepreneurship as their foundation, and they also hire people. Accent Style Boutique, uh, African Extravaganza, Blue Sage Boutique. That is three out of 14, and their category is Arts, Culture, Fashion, and Retail. And they are in the Tampa Bay area. And, and so the next category that I thought that was interesting um, it was the service industry, um, the top three out of 20 I will be listing, which is Afasan Law, America Most Reliable Mover, and Bay Riders Water Sports. These are services that is being offered with um, black-owned businesses as their um, platform and their entrepreneurship. And another category that I listed was charities and nonprofits found that it is three out of six ownerships that is actually administrated uh, by black-owned 
or black um, supported and managed is Deuces Live, um, the Make It Out Foundation, Pinellas County Urban League. These are the three out of six um, charities and nonprofits that are listed as black managed. So um, there are hundreds of categories out there, and there are hundreds of other small businesses that is not listed in the green book. So I will continue to sort out more. Like, for instance, in the restaurant, I didn't see Conan listed on that list, so that tells me that the book is not all-inclusive or it's not exhausted. So it is every person who are interested in what black businesses are out there with the potential of starting a business or being hired by one of those businesses. So I advise you to start looking for those businesses and see what they can do to improve your life. And as we identify those businesses as Black-owned businesses, we need to continue to make new uh, businesses, new, become better entrepreneurs or new entrepreneurs to go into those categories that have not been known for us. For instance, um, contractors with housing. I think maybe there's only three or four out there that are black-owned business. So um, if you have the skills and the talent and the time that you want to go and get your contractor license, um, that would be an industry that you could um, do a lot of good in and and hire a lot of people to change their lives. And, And that's the point of having an entrepreneurship series because I want to inspire people And I want to say to people who have the ability, the commitment, and the fortitude, if you want to become an entrepreneurship to change lives, including your own, we are desperate to have more business owners because our people are most likely to experience the highest unemployment rate. And be advised, not everybody... um, can um, be on television or be in the NBA or the NFL. We have to have real jobs and real people start real jobs for a community. And so we must be able to have the foresight and the vision that we need more jobs. We need to be able to be efficient. We need to study how to become entrepreneurship, identify what we want to do and how we can elevate that for our community. Our community is in desperate need. Um, Tampa is very successful for many other groups of people, but it still lags behind for being successful for black people across the spectrum. Uh, We have the least amount of businesses We experience the highest rate of unemployment, and there is no change unless we want to make a change. For instance, if you started a, let's say, a jewelry business um, and you wanted 
a person to um, show your unique skills, that you're an artist. Well, if you're the creator of that jewelry business and you need at least maybe one or two um, employees to help you to have jewelry parties so that everybody gets to see your unique jewelry. You just became an entrepreneur because you provided jobs for those two individuals. And maybe um, your job is very successful and you need two more uh, jewelry um, marketing people. And now you got four. That means four people, including yourself, you have changed their lives. And and as your business continue to grow and you expand to other communities, that is what an entrepreneur can do. They can, they are responsible for changing lives. They bring money into the family. Um, entrepreneurs, they do not have a regular work day. They might work 20 hours a day and sleep four. Or they might have to be... Uh, have multi, multiple skills that they have to be in the business to work the business and take care of all the business administrator as they move up the ladder. But how you can identify an entrepreneur is that they provide jobs in the community. And one of the things that next week I will touch on is the, the advantage of um, getting funding and getting taxes to help you become an entrepreneur because sometimes you might not have to use as much money as you think to start your business depending on which business you want to start. Um, the best way is to start through networking. Find out where the resources are, how did another business start, um, try to get all the training and certifications and even license or permits that you need and make sure you have a concrete business plan for you. You might not use that business plan down the road to share with other people, but you need it for you because it helps you strategically to map out your business. So um, I just want people to know that we have to provide jobs. And the only way we can provide jobs um, that is above board is to do it the right way. And one of the ways is to contact um, sunbiz.org. That's where you first get your license from um, to start any kind of business. Um, we also know you can have permits. You can get permits that starts um um, 601 Kennedy, East Kennedy, downtown, um, to do business. But you have to have some type of legal documentation to get your business started. Once you decide that's what you're going to do. And once you figure out that you're going to start your business, and if you have any type of exchange, you're going to have to use a business tax receipt, meaning that the state get their taxes for any exchange of goods. An exchange of goods would be like a purchase. So 
anything that you're selling and there's an exchange, you have to make sure that taxes are paid from that. And that's another issue we'll talk about um, in the coming weeks. But the idea that you can have, you can control your own destiny for the ones who have the skill and the mindset to be an entrepreneurship, I hope you get started. I hope you talk to as many people. I hope you contact as many places because it's important to start with networking. If if you want to sell water, you got to contact the someone else that sells water. If you want to become a uh, dressmaker, you got to contact people who have uh, became a dressmaker. So if you want to build houses, you got to contact um, people who have built houses. So most of this is contacting people to ensure that you are the person um, this industry is what you want to be in. Some people are multi-talented in entrepreneurship. You have to be the one to say, this is where I'm going to go. I'm going to be focused in this area, and I'm going to take this area to the next level. Um, how many people you need uh, to do the job? You're going to sit down and you're going to think about the, the many um, tasks in your, in your industry that, and what you're trying to do and figure out where you're going to get the income to pay these people. See, it's, it's a really um, methodical process that you have to map out. Um, and, you, and sometimes sometimes the business do not provide you any money for six months to a year and maybe a year to 18 months that you have to constantly put money in that business. So... That's why it's very important that you sit down and map out every phase of the business so that you can get up and running without any pitfalls. And be advised that every so often in a business, whether it's the second year, third year, or the fifth year, all businesses need fresh money to be circulated in the business to take it to the next level. So run your business and... And manage your business and operate your business so that you keep all your documentation, meaning every tax year you keep up with it. Make sure that you have all your current license um, to keep up with. Make sure that you understand, make sure you understand that those documents feed into your income statement, you know, your balance sheet. Make sure you have a trusted accountant on board to help you with these things for the long haul because you will be asked, you will be asked to produce all of these documents just on a regular basis and if you're preparing to get a loan from the bank or some kind of financial institution. So it is a lot. So when you see businesses are open to the public, that means they're open to scrutiny about how they conduct their business. They have been vetted in those areas, um, you know, because one of the big things is making sure you can be your administrator or hire someone to be your administrator to keep all your paperwork in order. So... Um, as an entrepreneurship, you have to be good in multiple areas. 
And one of the big things that you have to be really good in is marketing, advertising, having a product that you know people want, um, being consistent with that product, uh, do a cost analysis, making sure you're not overcharging people. That's one of the things that you constantly hear about black businesses. Oh, I have to pay so much more to be a customer with a black business. Well, let's investigate that. Let's see why that is. Let's let's understand what are we um, wholesaling that information for and how can we sell it and give in, uh, our customers a competitive price. We want to be really good because we want them to come back, right? People come back to um, these businesses because either they was treated very well regarding customer service, and that's important. Customer service is very important. And sometimes uh, they feel that they got a really good product for their money. So we have to make sure that we um, shop around, do some research. We might have to have two or three buyers so that we can make sure those products that we get, they're the product that um, we can pass on and sell, and our customer will see it as a good deal. The idea of business is to make money, and the other level, the next level, is to make a profit. So we have to get into that space and make sure we do a good job of pricing our product um, because we don't want to lose our customers because our customers, they don't just sit out. They go somewhere else where their dollar is can get them longer. So we want to keep the customers. So before we put something on the shelf or before we put something on the menu, we want to make sure it's a competitive price that our competitor down the street um, don't beat us out uh, because we their food tastes just as good and the customer gets more or they pay um, a better price. You know, if you have, um, I don't know, if you have donuts that cost um, uh, $12 a dozen and you sell it for 15 um, maybe you're going to lose that customer because that customer just want 12, the 12 of your best donuts, um, the same exact donuts that sold on the street, you sell it for 15 and they can get it for 12. You have to ask yourself, where would you go and get your donuts? So um, don't um, make your customer have to make uh, decisions not to shop with you. Or don't make your customer feel that um, I want to do black businesses. I, 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 I'm committed to shopping at black businesses, but every time I go there, I don't get the quality and the price is too expensive. So there are things that we have to do and to make sure, part of that is to make sure that we want to be in that industry, that we'll do the hard work to find out what is a cost-effective um, way of doing business and that the more customers we have, the better we are to help individuals in the community to have jobs 
and jobs bring um, better communities. It helps us to be able to put money into a daycare, a after-school program. Um, we have to ask our entrepreneurship, uh, uh, entrepreneurs to put back into the community. And only way they will agree to put back in the community is that we're really good customers and that for us, we need, um, in our community, we need better child care centers. We need better schools. And the only way we can get that is to fund them for ourselves. Um, we need uh, more arts and music programs in our community. And entrepreneurship that wants to develop their community we can task them. If, I, if we have good um, Patreon, we go there and we put our money there, we can task them to do something for the black community. And I think that's where we're lacking because we don't have businesses in our community and we don't have a source of in, income in our community that we lack the funding to, to start child care centers, um, after-school centers, and and so we're constantly depending on federal dollars that never get to where it needs to go, and it never looks the way it needs to look, and it really never helps our children in a big way the way it needs to help us. So um, is it that we need to be in, investing with those dollars? Well, through entrepreneurship, we can do that. We just need to start the businesses and have them for a reason to um, uplift our community. And so that's one thing that um, putting money back in the community definitely can improve on how we look at our community and what we're willing to do to develop it. Now, we're going to also move into the fact that <clears throat> Who can actually put the time in that's needed to be an entrepreneur? Time is critical to build a business. Time, focus, and dedication. That means that entrepreneurship is not for every person. It's just for those unique people that can stay on the job and make it work until it's working independently. And that means that when you see a person saying, my job hours that I work every day for myself is 16 to 20 hours, believe that person because that is what entrepreneurship first looks like. And sometimes it takes years for it to look different. As you grow, it would take a bigger team, a more dedicated team, and sometimes it takes all of the individuals to work 16 to 20 hours until you get it up and going. So um, be advised that entrepreneurship, it doesn't, it's not an eight hour. If it's a nine to five, then chances are you're not interested in becoming an entrepreneur. 
And if it's a lonely job and you don't have any employers, that's not entrepreneurship. That's just a person. That's just a business owner that has their own job. But when you, um, when you have employees that depending on you to open business every day so they can earn a living to take care of their livelihood, that's what looks like an entrepreneurship. For instance, I visited a, an accounting firm yesterday that was owned by a black man. And I was impressed when I got in there and he had three employees and it was three, a total of four employees, not including himself. It was three black um, individuals and one Caucasian individual. And when I inquired how long had they been there, they had been there like 15 years. All three of them, all four of them, were actually very happy working in this accounting firm. And that is something that um, you see rarely in the black community, but this one happened to be in the black community. And so there are these um, black-owned businesses, and they're not on the radar, and people are not talking about them, but they, they are hiring individuals from the community. So it's important that we highlight these um, companies for job purposes and just to know what they're doing in the community to help uplift the community. Um, this particular person um, offers uh, support and teaching tools to people who needs to understand their financials that they need um, to start up their business. And it also helps you to be um, very curious about how money circulates through the business um, and what does your investment gets you versus what the bank investment gets you. So, um, Anyone that comes through his office will get that training about how to read your financials and what banks, bank loans are looking for and um, all the documentation you need to apply for loans at banking systems. So in, in, in a way, this person is giving back to people who wants to start their own business and including becoming an entrepreneur. And sometimes um, the learning curve of understanding all of that administrative paperwork gets to be overwhelming. It gets to be um, difficult to keep up with. Uh, for instance, to be a black-owned business, if you want to apply for small business minority, small business um, loans or minority loans, there is at least anywhere from 16 to 18, what, 16 to 24 documents when you want to apply for these agencies. And a lot of them, these documents are things that maybe you haven't come across um, them in in your life because you just now becoming 
an entrepreneur or seeking to start your own business, there where you need to reach out to um, agencies such as Small Business Administration um, and other um, community services in the Tampa Bay area. Um, so those documents that is needed to start up businesses are the way you can become very um, legal. It's the way you can be recognized and in the business community. And it's where you can start with your business processes, um, starting bidding, starting to um, branch out and, and get um, jobs with other agencies. And so in order to be on the mainstream, you have to go in and do a lot of paperwork. And, but if you want to become like a minority business, you got tremendous more paperwork. I mean, to the point of probably, like I said, about 24 documents and legwork that goes with that because you, you haven't um, been able to generate that kind of paperwork. You haven't been able to separate your personal um, taxes from your uh, business taxes, and that can be kind of sticky when you're talking with um, IRS. So there's a lot of legwork. As I mentioned early on, there's a lot of networking. Um, there's a lot of conversations and knowing the lingo of who you want to talk to about um, certain documents. And there's a lot of patience in that process because not every agency is, you know, on the tent, on the same timeline as you. So when you go in to start your business, just remember that it's not a one and done. It takes a probably just administratively probably takes anywhere from one month to six weeks to accumulate a lot of the paperwork, especially if you're applying for the minority business. And so what I had to get the understanding is uh, small business um, administration um, entity, it's supposed to help you from start to finish um, as I spoke to a lot of people in the black community about the Small Business Administration, some, it seems like there's a lot of holes in it, whether it's from a local area or federal. It seems like a lot of black businesses um, have not had um, good experiences with this uh, Small Business Administration. And... There is some points a lot of them have gotten to that the Small Business Administration has not um, followed through or have not helped them to accomplish or overcome those hurdles. And so you find a lot of um, the would-be entrepreneurs, they go in a different direction. And I haven't figured out yet, based on having the conversation with them, was that a good idea to go somewhere else? And did it, was it a time-consuming matter? And 
I think because they have solved some of their own problems outside of the small business administration, they are comfortable with um, not dealing with um, those types of agencies. And small business administration is just one agency out there that helps with entrepreneurship. Um, haven't heard anything significant from Urban League in terms of helping with black businesses, but that is another institution that is supposed to be out there to help you with uh, black uh, businesses, startups, or um, and it also is supposed to help you um, as a, um, a community-focused organization to bring jobs into the community. So you could probably get into the Urban League and, and, and do a deep dive and find out how would it help you um, with your ambition of becoming an entrepreneur and it also um, what industries do they train on because those are the free trainings is always the biggest thing in this whole process of networking, getting that um, free training. So when you get the free training, you have to realize that it ties to some more training and, and you want to make sure that you save all your money to actually um, get your license, get maybe your website, and even they have training to help you develop your own websites in these agencies like Small Business Administration, Urban League. They have different resources and tools that um, could be used at your disposal. So you need to call around and try to get these um, services, um, for f if not for free, for a minimum cost, because all of these things are valuable when you start your own business. Um, one of the things you have to have, we all know you have to have a phone now. And so um, we all have our smartphones. We also know that we can do most of our business from our phone, but it's also good to have a, you know, a laptop or a desktop computer. And also we know that at minimum, we need to have somewhere in the cloud or on our computer where we store all our files pertaining to our business and that they are accessible when different agencies like, um, you know, IRS or where do we store our license? We do have to have places in the technology virtual world that helps us to be organized and efficient if, when they need those different documentations to prove what kind of business we are and how much we owe for taxes. So I went through some of those forms um, and some of those, the whole process of the administration to give you an idea that business on the mainstream is a bit complex and it demands your time. It demands your time that you have to put in it in order to be able to compete with all the other businesses. And so now I'm going to talk about more of the global aspect of business um, in the entrepreneurship world. Over the last decade, uh, we mostly been doing business um, in most part globally. Um, we've been uh, into dealing with products that we ship from 
I don't know, from one part of the world to the next part of the world. We have customer base um, in, let's use the continent of Africa, and we're here in America. So we, we are we are adverse in terms of understanding that customer base and products is shipping all over the world. But one of the things that we have been slow to get on board with is that the service industry, the e-commerce industry in terms of entrepreneurship is global. Now we are allowed to go anywhere and everywhere to seek customers and build customer uh, communities and platforms. So that's everything that we do now. We can have customer base worldwide. And so as an entrepreneur, we would have to know the technology and the software that gets us to that platform, that gets us a global, um, gets us to the global recognition of doing business all over the world. And so uh, we no longer uh, can just sell a dress in, in Tampa or the Tri-Cities. We might want to go global with our dresses. So um, one of the things that have helped us understand that market is, Instagram is Facebook. So we know that our businesses, if we're e-commerce and we're buying and selling, it's important that we do understand social media. Um, the two platforms I mentioned is just a few that's out there. How do we move product through the world, whether we want people to buy a car, whether we want people to buy a house who's coming to America, we have to understand that every aspect of our, our business, the food business, um, the service business, the arts, culture, fashion, and retail business is all global. So we have to understand what does that mean and how do we rise to that occasion. Uh, and so you see a lot of entrepreneurs, they are their heavy background in understanding technology or at least hiring people who understand technology, who understand social media. Social media is a big way to save money on advertisement and global recognition of branding and products is pretty much where we are. Um, how do we um, convince people from all parts of the world to come to our uh, restaurant, come to our clothing store. Um, those are the conversation entrepreneurs must have with their staff and they must have with their board members and they must have just in everyday planning how to increase their sales or services to a particular group that may not be in the same space, meaning they could be in Thailand, they can be in Africa. How do we move product across um, a continent into another continent is a big part of entrepreneurship now, whatever product one may have. So that is 
one of the last parts I, I am discussing, but it's also one of the front parts that's very important. Technology have changed how we uh, do business. It have changed how we are entrepreneurs. Uh, now we have tools that allow us to just do a web page in just hours. Um, it has changed how we have we build smart contracts across the world. We talk to someone maybe in Russia. We want to do business in Russia. Maybe Russia not a good idea because let's say Spain. Let's use Spain. We talk to people in 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 Spain how we're going to do business. Maybe we're going to ship um, a particular um, fashion over there. Um, maybe we're going to uh, ship a particular painting. So how do we use technology to secure our product that there's a, a even exchange for our services and that we can get our money for that product? And so the global aspect is how we have to do business now. I mean, people are even shipping uh cupcakes around the world um, and just like people are shipping cars so entrepreneurship is one of those um, situations where we have to have those people in that space to elevate how we do business around the world and back to black businesses um, we are not um, competitive in terms of entrepreneurship as I mentioned, that when we do a survey of um, the Tri-Cities, which is Tampa, Clearwater, and St. Pete, we, are the, we haven't grown in the last 10 years in terms of having uh, entrepreneurship, starting businesses, and hiring individuals at a living wage so all of the things that I mentioned is I hope someone takes the time to sit down and figure out how can we change this, not just somebody, a lot of bodies. Let's try to meet in the community to figure out how entrepreneurship can change the, the landscape of our black communities, how we can elevate and have jobs that can decrease the um, unemployment rate and also elevate the quality of life for ourselves and our community and children. And so the other area that I, I like to mention is that, again, how we develop our communities is by putting back into them. Um, and if you check around other communities, the biggest contribution is what businesses decide to contribute or to promote and put money in in their community. We need to have that strength of entrepreneurship in our community so that we can have better um, schools, grocery stores, uh, car dealerships, um, technology, um, hardware and software, where in our communities and develop jobs around that and expect a healthy profit because we will be competitive. Remember, I talked about research, making sure that we're competitive with our products and that we do not run our customer base away. So entrepreneurship can be responsible for bringing in all of that extra 
funding and money in our community if we have the skill set to become an entrepreneur that actually nurture and grow jobs in our community. So I am very um, appreciative of, of WMNF 88.5 HD2 for allowing me to um, speak on this series. This will be uh, episode seven for um, the next month. We'll, more series will be, more episodes will be coming about entrepreneurship because the idea of this series is to start the year off right and identify the true entrepreneurs who are ready to start jobs so that we can decrease the unemployment rate and increase the um, vitality and the value in our community for our children. Again, thank you. This is Saba Baptiste at Fire and Ice Podcast. Adrenaline running through my veins and my skeleton when you say my name and the high no it never goes away I like jumping out of airplanes and swimming with the sharks that existential feeling when you're staring at the stars there's a hurricane in my head but the lightning in my heart makes it worth it yeah i still get nervous when you walk through the door and you look in my eyes yeah I'm certain Cause I still get nervous When your lips hit my lips And the fireworks fly Send the sparks through the air Like the 4th of July I can fall for you forever I'm certain Cause I still get nervous Every time Every time we touch It's like paradise Fell down from above and the high Even too much ain't enough No, no Like flying in the fast lane No headlights in the dark That existential feeling When you wonder what you are Got a wild wind in my head But the butterflies in my heart Make it worth it Yeah, I still get nervous When you walk through the door And you look in my eyes Yeah First time I could fall for you forever I'm certain Cause I still get nervous When your lips hit my lips And the fireworks fly Sending sparks through the air Like the 4th of July I could fall for you forever I'm certain Cause I still get nervous Oh, you are getting so perfect and my heart short circuits No, I don't deserve this That's why I still get nervous When you walk through the door And you look in my eyes Yeah, it feels, yeah, it feels Like the very first time I can fall for you forever I'm certain Cause I still get nervous When your lips hit my lips And the fireworks fly Sending sparks to the air Like the 4th of July I devote you forever I'm certain Cause I still get nervous